Have you ever felt misunderstood, mischaracterized, misrepresented? Few of us feel deeply known all of the time, and some of us have endured seasons of misunderstanding. This is nothing new, but there is hope in the midst of misunderstanding. In the book, The Most Misunderstood Women of the Bible, Mary DeMuth looks at 10 biblical women and how they were misunderstood and what we can learn from them today. This inspiring book will remind you that you are not alone, friend. There is always one who understands you perfectly because he created you. Get your copy of The Most Misunderstood Women of the Bible today and be transformed by their stories. tuning in to the Trisha Goyer Show. I'm sharing my heart and answering questions about faith, writing, homeschool, big family living, and so much more. I'll also be digging deep into meaningful conversations with other authors, speakers, moms, and God lovers. I'm your host, Trisha Goyer, wife to John, mom of 10, author of over 80 books, speaker, homeschooler, avid reader, and mega nap taker. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode is brought to you by Bethany House Publishers and Jody Hudland. In Hudland's new book, To Tame a Cowboy, Civil War veteran Brody McQuaid finds his purpose saving wild horses from ranchers intent on killing them. Veterinarian Savannah Marshall joins Brody in rescuing the wild creatures, but when her family and the ranchers catch up with them both, they will have to tame their fears if they have any hope of letting love run free. Get 30% off and free shipping at bakerbookhouse.com when you purchase a copy of To Tame a Cowboy. Now, what do two moms with 16 kids between us talk about when we get together? Well, on this podcast, my friend Sarah and I are talking about parenting, books, and following God's dreams for our lives, of course. Now, Sarah Molitor is most notably known as mommy to her six boys, and if you look her up on Instagram, her boys are just adorable. Along with raising her children, she also homeschools them full-time. Now, prior to starting a family, Sarah was a registered nurse. Although she no longer works as a nurse, Sarah has translated her passion to a different avenue, social media. She is the creative force behind Modern Farmhouse Family, where she encourages, challenges, and inspires her community of over 218,000 followers on a daily basis, including me. Sarah lives with her husband, Tim, and their growing family in Washington, and we're going to be talking about her first book, which is I Grew With You. Now, I Grew With You is delightful. It's a children's book that celebrates life. This is Sarah's first book, fulfilling a dream that she had from childhood, which we'll be talking about. Sarah always loved writing and creativity, and it took a publisher reaching out to her to make this book possible. And one fun thing, which you'll be hearing more about, the day that Sarah discovered that she was pregnant with her sixth baby is the day she got the idea for this book. And this book shares 
the beautiful ways that we can celebrate pregnancy in a way that kids will understand. So in this episode, Sarah and I talk about the behind the scenes of book writing. We also share about what it means to follow our dreams that God puts inside our hearts. And as real life moms, we also talk about the struggles of parenting and where we find hope. So I know that you will be inspired with this conversation with Sarah Molitor. Well, I am so excited to have Sarah Molitor here today. We're talking about her book, I Agree With You, but right before we even start recording, both of us are just chilling in our rooms. Our kids are out there running around, (laughs) so we'll never know what's going to happen, but welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about talking to you and about your book, but why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I was born and raised in Oregon. I'm the youngest of four kids, um, and I now live in Washington with my husband, Tim, who I've been married to for 12, going on 13 years this summer, and we live in his hometown, and we have our six little boys, uh, age ranging from Jude, our oldest at nine, to Griffey, our youngest, who is almost six months old, and they actually, fun fact, they share a birthday, which is a fun little tidbit. Oh, that's and, awesome. <laughs> yes, and I love being a stay-at-home mom. I get to stay home with my kids. I'm grateful for that. I was formerly a registered nurse, which I also love, but I don't miss. So, um, and I get to stay home with the kids. We homeschool and we just love raising our boys where we live. I love that so much. Okay. So many things just from your intro. First of all, it's good to be a nurse when you have six boys. Like, I'm sure there's <laughs> a lot handy. of bandaging that handy. needs to happen, all the things. Um, second, I grew up almost to Oregon. So I grew oh. up in Weed, California. Okay. Yeah. So it's right by Mount Shasta. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Weed High. I was a cheerleader at Weed High. So there's that. Love, love when that. People, when people say, because I live in Arkansas now, and people right. say, oh, you're from California. I'm like, well... I'm from almost Oregon. We yes. call it almost Oregon. Felt we more were, like that when you're in the northern part of the state. Very much. Like, yeah. it's not cities. It's not beaches. It is almost Oregon. It's where totally. I grew up from. I love that. And then I homeschool, too. I've homeschooled my kids all the way through. So the good news is, is they turn out okay. I have. That, you know what? And to hear that from the other side, I will just, I glean that whenever I hear it. So I love that. Yeah. So we have two that are married with kids. And then my third oldest just got his bachelor's degree and then our fourth just got her associates that she's continuing on it's like they turn out okay that's (laughs) so cool and you know what that's like such a testament to you too and just the kudos of the time put in it's not always easy as you know but to hear that like on the other side you're like yes yes I'll take that yes and more than I mean more than the education part they love God so we're yes that's the most important thing yeah Well, I love your book. I agree with you. So I would just love for you to tell us a little bit about it and then the idea and why you wanted to write it. Yeah. So actually, dream of mine since I was a little girl to write a book. Didn't know what that would look like, but I remember spending days in my bedroom like with a pen and a spiral notebook writing poems and songs. And I mean, at first I think I thought I was going to be a worship leader. And then we discovered that my voice wasn't, um, let's say of that quality, which (laughs) took a few minutes to come to terms with that. Uh, but I loved writing and I loved imagination and I loved being creative. And as I got older, I knew in me like, yes, that would be a passion of mine someday to write a book. And 
I got the incredible opportunity where a publisher actually reached out to me, Good and True Media, and they came to me and said, hey, like, have you ever wanted to write a children's book? And I was like, little do you know. <laughs> so um, that was really just a total God thing from the beginning. And as we talked and and had meetings and chatted about what that would look like, you know, they said, okay, come to us with three ideas. And they had kind of given me like, hey, we think these would be really good ideas. And to be honest, none of the ideas they gave me, I was like, yeah, those would be cute. But it didn't feel like me, like, oh, that's mine, right? Mm -hmm. And um, one morning I woke up, it was a Thursday morning, I remember distinctly, I took a pregnancy test and lo and behold, I was pregnant with our sixth child. (laughs) And as I'm showering, where all good ideas come from, I am sitting there and the words, I grew with you, literally popped into my head. I know it's the Lord and I could not get those words out of my head and I thought, has anyone ever written a book like for children about pregnancy that's relatable and that they can read and like go along the journey with? I Googled nothing. And during the meeting that day, I, you know, we talked through the three ideas and I said, I have one more pitch that idea. And right away they were like, that's the one, Sarah, that is the book you have to write. So from there, it, you know, I feel like it flowed pretty good. We decided that it was going to go month by month, which I love when you open the book, you know, month one, month two, month three. It doesn't say that, but it alludes to that. And I love that it really starts from that moment you find out that you're pregnant and then it goes beyond delivery. um, And there's some special things in between, but it really is so special to me. My first children's book, you know, in, in a place where I felt like I was birthing a baby and birthing a book at the same time. So it was a really, it was a really special thing to write during my own pregnancy. And, you know, just to know that people will have that in their homes as a treasure. And it's something they can sit down with their kids and recount those days, whether you're long past childbearing, whether you're still in the middle of it, or whether you're looking forward to it. So. Absolutely. And I think it's so cool. Like you're talking about, it goes month by month. And so it talks about, you know, Mm -hmm. has the pregnancy test and then Mm -hmm. making the announcement. And then we're going to get the ultrasound and all eating all the snacks and all the things. (laughs) And I think like my daughter just had her baby five months ago and then she has a Mm three-year-old. And so I think like the three-year-old, this is just part of life, but to have it in a book where they can remember and walk through those things. And the the three-year-old was was saying something like something happened when his name is James, but they call him JJ, when JJ was in your belly. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, like that is a huge part of their lives to see their mom's belly growing and all the things. And I love that it's just captured in a book and they can continue to think about when they were born or when a sibling was born. Um, and it just takes them through the whole thing. But also, I think it's so important just to talk about the preciousness of life, to be mm-hmm. celebrated, yes, to be rejoiced over. So talk a little bit about that, because I know like that is something that's also important to you. Yeah. And I think someone said something one time when they read it, they said, this is the most pro-life book without like shouting, I'm a pro-life book, right? right? And I want, I think in everything I do, when I walk, when I talk with people, I want Jesus's love to shine through just what we do, you know, and who we are and not be a shout in your face type of thing. And uh, that's really, you know, my goal with our Instagram and whatever else we do. But with this book, that was also a goal. I wanted it to be a book that anyone could read and just see the value of life and the celebration, like you were saying, that like you hit those moments, we celebrated, we announced, because whether it's your first or your 10th baby, every life is precious. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really wanted to convey that. And then I also, another point that I wanted to convey was just that 
every single woman is different and every single woman carries differently. And so as much as we could within those nine months, we showed a diverse type of mom. We showed, um, you know, moms of all shapes, sizes, colors. And that was super important to me because I was imagining someone else sitting in their home and it seemed like it would get boring to me if they saw the same mom over and over, you know? Right. And so I love that every time they turn the page, it's a different mom. And that at some point a child might say, oh, mommy, that mom looks like you or that dad looks like you or, you know, and I just, I wanted that moment for mothers to come through. And I'm so, I'm so grateful for our illustrator for making that happen. And I'm just so grateful for how it honestly turned out. Yeah. And I love it. You're talking about every illustration, there's different moms and different shapes. Mm-hmm. I love the one of the birth announcement that the, that mom's a little chunky. She got mm-hmm. some hips like me. So I'm yeah. like, okay, I can relate to this mama. <laughs> yeah. It just, you know, and, and it's just a nod just to the fact that God created us all so uniquely and that every mother is unique for who they are and how they carry their child, mm-hmm. you know, and that's part of the journey. And it, whether you grow more, or you grow less, or you grow more in the hips, or you grow less in the, you know, yeah. however that works, like we all have our different nuances um, of how we get into motherhood. And so I'm just, I really wanted that to be an important part of the book and show that like, you know, everyone's uniquely and wonderfully made, just like the Lord tells us, and just that that would come through in the pages. I love that. Although, although the last, the mom in the last two pages looks a little like you. Ah, <laughs> little nod, little nod. Yeah. And actually super fun. The little on the last page um, where the baby's in the stroller, uh, it's, it's a little nod to my, um, to my fifth son, Beck in the stroller with a little outfit. And that was, that was kind of fun, kind of fun to have a little, a couple personal touches. And you mentioned the announcement page when they're announcing to family, actually, there's a cute little dog in there. That's a nod to our dog too. So, oh, that's so fun. It's fun to sneak some of those things in that, you know, people may never know that. Um, but they're fun for me to say like, Oh yeah, we did that. That was a little nod. So. Oh, I love that. Now you mentioned your Instagram page and I want to talk about that because mm-hmm. I think, I mean, we have this opportunity now to reach people in ways we never imagined. And my daughter right. um, that I mentioned that has a three-year-old and mm-hmm. then just has the five-month-old, she's a missionary and she lives in mm-hmm. Europe and, you know, and she's there and she's going to coffee with people. But like I, we've, we've talked about before, like when people are, whether it's through Instagram or Facebook or writing mm-hmm. books, like they have a way to impact more people than we ever imagined. Right. So I would just love for you to talk about your page. And I, I don't even remember how or why I started following you. Somehow <laughs> I saw one of your posts, started following you. And it was right around the time you were getting ready to announce what your sixth baby was going to be. And mm-hmm. so I was like every day, like, okay, I go check. Did she announce that? Because <laughs> yeah. it's so fun to yeah, like really yeah. connect and feel like you know somebody. So like, yeah. what is your purpose for what you're doing online? Yeah, I think one thing I always go back to is that my mom and I always say this to each other. We say that there's something for everyone. There's a niche for everyone, right? Like someone, this is just a funny example, but like if you have a baby girl, someone might like big bows, someone might like small dainty bows, right? Like there's a niche for everyone. And that's what I love about social media. There is a corner for everyone. There is a space for everyone. I don't care if you start today, you start in 10 weeks, or you started 10 years ago. There is a space for your voice and for who you are. And when I, we've been on, I've actually had this Instagram since 2015. I think most people don't know that because they think, oh, we're just recent, you know, but um, it's been a slow growth thing. But we really had this point, um, where I changed the name of our Instagram in 2018 when we moved into our home and I shifted away from showing just pictures of my kids in cute clothes, you know, kind of more modeling 
to sharing more of our lives. And when I did that, it was like I found instant community. I, I remember I shared one part of my story of our marriage and a low point that I hit. And instantly women were like, me too. What did you do? How would, how did that happen? And I realized like, that's what people are craving, right? They're just craving someone to say it and not say it to affirm you, but say it to say, hey, there's another side. You can walk out of that and you can, you know, do better and do more and and the Lord can change your heart and, and all of that. And that, from that point on, I think that's really became my goal to encourage people, um, in love, but also in biblical truth. So like whenever I give encouragements or I say something, I really try to tie it back to a Bible verse or something that's founded in biblical truth. Because if I just say something, it's just Sarah's opinion, right? And there's really no merit to it other than listen to what I have to say. Um, But if I say it rooted in Jesus and what he's doing in my life, I think I think that allows room for the Holy Spirit to do his work in the words I'm using, um, you know, and activate it in people's hearts. So I, we really, I try to use the Instagram as a page to encourage not just women who are mothers, but women in general, no matter what season you're in. And I'm always so blessed when I get a message from someone that says, I'm a grandma and I have 10 grandkids and I'm 65 and I have nothing in common with you, but I... (laughs) But I value and I appreciate, you know, what you share here, or I love this because then I can, I can pray that way for my Mm daughter-in-law and that just blesses me. And I'm just like, Lord, you, you know that you sort that all out, but let me just continue to be um, a mouthpiece for you. And what I have seen is that as long as I honor the Lord, he honors me in this space. You know, I, I give it back to him and he gives it back to me. And it's just, I'm, I'm so so grateful for it. I would say that forever. Yeah. And what I really see is when I see your post come up, there's joy, there's positivity. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, so much on social media is just bashing and this mm-hmm. and that we're talking. Right, right. And it's like, there's not those messages. There's message of let's talk about us. Let's talk about being a boy mom. Let's talk mm-hmm. about, you know, all mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such a refreshing thing to have people that are like, you know what, we're going to celebrate who we are. And even when I know there was comments, like when you're finding out you're having a sixth boy, it's like, Oh, mm-hmm. aren't you disappointed? I mean, so, you know, and you're yeah. able to talk yeah. about, um, you know, boys and the gifts God, you know, that gave right. us and all these things. So I would love to hear more about that when, especially during like that announcement time, it's like, again, that's when mm-hmm. I first started following you and I'm like, Oh, there's, there's some good conversations going on yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, that's all been a part of my journey is learning to choose joy and be intentional about the words I use. And honestly, sometimes I'll sit there wanting to respond to people, but I'll take a minute or two. Like, how do I, how do I say this with intention and the right way to express my heart, but also be like, you know, real, which is what people want, right? Real. You're a raw mother. I mean, everyone's real, but I don't know what makes one person more real than the other. Um, but you know, like during that time specifically that you're talking about, I, it is ongoing, you know, learning to accept and receive what the Lord has for my life. And I, I will never say I have arrived in that, but I will say I've gotten better in it. Um, and I just, I guess my goal in all of that is to one, I never want to react when I respond, right? right I never want right. it to be a reactive response. I really want it to be an intentional response. Um, but I also want to be real in that response as well. So like admitting, yeah, you know what? Like a little girl would be lovely, wouldn't that? Like we all know that. But I look at my boys and I'm like, would I trade you for a hundred little girls? Never, right? You're, you're exactly yeah. who God created me to be. And I, I almost 
in those moments, I almost have to take myself to the future a little bit and imagine like looking in that baby's eyes and saying, I would never trade you for a million of something else. And so then when I can write that response and say, you know, like, yes, that would be lovely. Wouldn't that be neat? Oh, whatever the Lord has for us. But I know right now that this is exactly where the Lord has me. And I can tell you honestly, right now in this moment, Trisha, like as we're talking, I was just telling Tim yesterday, or maybe it was my mom. I forget. <laughs> we talk, I talk to him both a lot. I said something to the effect of, I've never felt more relaxed in who I am as a boy mom than today. Mm. And that was just recently because I just, it's, it's constantly changing for me. And I, you know, I was thinking about a next baby if, and when that should happen. And I was just thinking like, Lord, like, how can I even question what you've done in my life? Because it's all been so good. And so, you know, better, right? So I could sit here and yearn and hope and pray and do all these things, but like, you know it all and you know best. So I just, I think I'm really starting to settle in and rest in that for myself. And I think that goes for not just having children, that goes for anything in life, right? I think when we get to that moment of rest, of saying like, okay, God, I see what you're doing. It's been good. You've had me covered. I'll rest in that, you know, cause I know that you're going to keep taking care of me. When we get to that point, I think that's when God can honestly do his best work in our lives. Absolutely. I was just reading um, Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret. Mm-hmm. And for those who aren't familiar who Hudson Taylor was, he started Inland China Mission. He was a missionary to China for oh many, many years. He's the one that first took groups of missionaries to China. I mean, his life is such amazing. And so I'm probably three quarters um, in through the book when we finally get to like what the secret is. <laughs> Like, okay, yeah, right, we're right, right. about his life. Like, okay, what is his spiritual secret? And it is exactly <laughs> what you said. And it's rest. It's just mm-hmm. resting in God and knowing that whatever God has for you is exactly God's plan for your life. And right. if we're resting in God, if we're trusting in him, if hardship comes, we mm-hmm. know he's going to take care of it. And, mm-hmm. he, you know, he talks about just the provision that comes from God. Like, well, God has everything, owns everything has all the strength. And so if I mm-hmm. need something, uh, then I just have to turn to him. And it was talking about, um, if you give your, um, serve, I think it said servant or your employee money to go to the store, they can take the $2 and go buy the one little thing that they, that you need them to get, or they could take the thousands of dollars and get what you need, but they know you're the one who's providing it. And they're mm-hmm. just the person because mm-hmm. we are that. We just know that God can provide and whether he needs us mm-hmm. to do a little thing or whether he needs us to do a big thing, just being okay in that. And I'm like, that is like the best place to be where we're just settled. And, you know, we're like, this is what God has for me. And this is where I'm going to be right now. And everything's great. It's trusting in him completely. Yeah. I was, I was just opening a devotional I read the other day because this one sentence said it so well. It was talking about questioning things in your life. And it said, questions are allowed in the kingdom, but lack of answers must not interrupt our heart communion with God. And Mm. I just love that. And I, you know, I, I tell people like God can handle anything. He can handle your anger. He can handle those things. Like if you have that, those questions and those feelings, like take it to him, but don't, but I loved how they put it. Don't let it disrupt who God is in your life and what he's doing. You know, yeah, that is so good. And said, I think we're so, 
uh, what if this is going to happen and that and all the worries mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, fears mm-hmm. and everything can just carry us along. And when we're like, okay, I, in this moment, like God is completely taking care right, of me right, and providing right. me and we shouldn't be stuck in the past and the pain and regrets. And we shouldn't be thinking about too many worries in the future. And I think going back to children, this is what children teach us is to live in the moment because they right. completely right. live in the moment. I think that's what God wants us to be. Like they live in the moment. They're not worried if they're going to have dinner tonight. Um, although my 14 year old will ask me every morning, <laughs> uh, my 14 year old daughter, she's like, what are we going to have for dinner? Cause she just likes to think. Ahead Making we, sure mom's planning ahead. Not totally. that we're like, not that she doesn't think I'm going to make dinner. She just wants to know what we're going to have because yeah, totally, she's planning totally. ahead to eat that dinner. She loves food and she loves eating. And sometimes she's like, we should do this or we should do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I love that. But they totally trust us and know that we're going to provide. And I think that's how God wants us to be. And so when we have these kids in our lives, whether they're six boys or currently, you know, we adopted uh, six girls and one boy, <laughs> like it doesn't matter but they are just it's so good of looking at them and understanding what it means to completely trust the Lord and um, just just believe that he's going to provide for us. Which, I mean, side note, when we adopted them from foster care, mm-hmm. it took a long time to build that trust. They did not oh, man. trust me. I bet. Um, right. You know, they, they're in foster care for a reason. They were in foster mm-hmm. care for six years, some of our right. kids. Right. And so, again, even though I know I'm trustworthy, <laughs> it took them a yeah. while yes. for them to believe. And so I think this parenting thing is so much, and I think you share a lot about this. It's just not about the kids. It's about what God is doing in our lives um, in yeah. the middle of it. Well, and I think what you're saying, too, is when exactly what you're mentioning is when we as humans learned grace, right? Like we learned God's grace because... Yeah, because like we, you know, we spend so much time questioning and not believing and wondering and God's just sitting up there on his throne like, I've got it. I've got it. Like I had that taken care of, guys. Like you didn't, you know, you making that decision didn't change my plan. Um, And, you know, and as a parent, when that happens with you and you see your child in that situation, you're like, oh, that's how God feels about me. Okay, maybe I need to shift a little bit. So I, I totally appreciate what you're saying in that regards. And you have you have some good depth in that. Um, and you know, you've had a good look into that as well. Absolutely. Oh, so good. So many things and we could talk about, but I want, I do want to get back to your book. I'm like, we could go on forever. I know. I know. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, this is a question I know my listeners are probably wondering, do you have plans to write more books? What are your thoughts I on that? Do. Oh my goodness. I actually just made an announcement on Instagram recently that oh, a wait, second. Wait, wait. I missed it. How did I miss that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's in my highlights, but it's, okay, um, so okay, I, I said, surprise, I'm writing a new children's book. And then I said, surprise, it's actually already written. <laughs> this is so funny. This is like how my brain works. I think sometimes an idea will just pop into my head and I'll be like, oh, I'll write that down. So this next book, so excited about it. It's also from Good and True Media, my same publisher. And it is like, put. I agree with you aside, this is totally different. This is where that was very niche specific and mm-hmm. you know, pregnancy and motherhood. This is literally a book I envision any child can grab off of the shelf and enjoy like age zero to 10. Like they will love it. It's also in rhyme. I think I found that my little corner spot in writing is rhyme because I, I love it. It can be silly. It can be fun. It can be sweet. You know, you can make up words with it. And this next book, um, is bright. It's colorful. It's animals and it's in rhyme. And it really has probably 
one of my most favorite messages. I can't, I wish I could tell you the tagline because it's like the best ending. Um, but it really goes along. I will say this, it goes along with the theme of joy and, um, and just, you know, and all that goes with that. And it is, it is a joyful book and it's fun to read. There are some funny made up words and I think kids are really going to love it. And that actually, we are just finishing up like finalizing illustrations and things. And that comes out July 26th. Oh, cool. So we don't have to wait that long. No. So that's the launch date for that. And I am, I am thrilled. I, yeah, I have a different love for it than I have for I Agree With You, which is fun. You know, it's like, it's just a different type well, of baby like that I've Yeah. Oh, I mean, exactly. Girls, right. Like, yeah. They're all different. Yeah, totally. So I'm so glad you asked. I am so excited about it. And I think people are just going to, I think they're going to love it. I mean, I'm biased, but I think they're going to love it. So. Oh, so fun. Well, we're going to have to have you back on to talk about that one too. Because that'll that be so fun. Thank be you. Great. Yeah. Okay. I, I did want to know too, what did your boys think when you, you had this book and like, mommy wrote this book <laughs> Your name you know, I think I expected them to have that reaction. Yeah. <laughs> That's like how kids are, right? They're like, mom wrote a book and they're like, good job, mom. Cool. And yeah. I'm like, guys, guys, come on. Like, <laughs> I wrote a book. But um, no, I mean, I'm sure as they get older, my oldest was very, he's always so tender about it. Like he wants to make sure to say the right thing. Yeah. Right. Like he's like, oh, mom, I'm so proud of you. You worked so hard on that book. Congratulations. You know, and gives me a hug and a kiss. And I'm like, thanks, buddy. But, um, <laughs> I, you know, I hope at the end, I hope as they grow, they see that. And it's, you know, not necessarily because I need them to be proud of me, but just something that like, yeah, my mom wrote a book. Like, how cool is that? And she and it's, followed you her know, dreams. And I could, yeah, that's yeah, one of my favorite right? things to share it when I speak at homeschool conferences and stuff. Totally. Like, when our kids see us following our dreams and they know what it looks like to follow God and to believe we can do things for God. And right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, they, I mean, maybe I wanted a little bit better reaction, but you know, they, they were happy for me. Okay. <laughs> they, I had to ask because I had to see if your kids were different than my kids. Cause my kids can care less. I yeah. No, 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 no. I feel like books, that's just kids. Yeah. yeah. I, I did read published and they're like, eh, oh my gosh, eh, whatever. Trisha. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> come on guys. I actually just read, I just read the new book to Hudson, my second born. Uh-huh. I sat him on my lap or kind of, he's, I mean, he's eight, you know, yeah. I sat him next to me and I pulled up the illustrations and I was clicking through them and I was reading the, uh, the rhyming to him and he got done and he goes, that's your best book, mom. That's the best one. Thank you. And I'm like, I don't know if that's not saying much because I've only written two or if I'll just take that, you know, I'll take it for what it is. Thank you, bud. I'm so glad. But he really liked it. So I feel like, and I actually showed a couple of my nephews and nieces the illustrations and they were like, oh, I am so excited for this one. So I feel like this one really is more kid centered where the other one is maybe a little bit more of a treasure for mom. Exactly. You You want to give it to a baby shower or. Totally. Exactly. Exactly. And write a sweet note in the front and they'll keep it forever. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's so funny because our kids, um, my three youngest are in a co-op. And every week they have to do a presentation and it's always like, what are you going to present on? You know, is there a toy or mm-hmm. seashells? It's like a five minute presentation. Right. And I'm like, Hey guys, why don't you like do one on one of my books? Like show your <laughs> friends. And they're like, my 14 year old and 11 year old daughters are like, no, I'm not going to take those. Books. You're like, come on guys. I'm like, don't you think it's cool that I wrote these books? I mean, all those words in there. 
I wrote oh them and they're gosh. just looking at me. And so then my 11, my 11 year old boy, my youngest, he goes, mom, if you want, I can take a book and show them. <laughs> if you... It's like the pity, the pity thing. Like, oh, you're no. like, no, no, that's not I'm what like, I'm looking never for. Mind. But I, I imagine that your <laughs> older kids, I imagine that your older kids see the value in that. The ones that are married and like, look back and like, they probably, and whether they say it or not, they probably have like an incredible respect and just like, wow, mom did that. Why she was raising us. She did that. So yeah, I, I imagine it's they do. And, yeah, my too. older kids. Uh, in fact, I was doing a, the, the local library had me on and do this Facebook live the other night. And my 27 year old was on some game. They play with my 32 year old, you know, they're adult kids uh-huh, and they're still playing right. video games together where you talk to each other. I love and that. after I got finished, I walked out and my 32 year old over the computer, because my 27 year old's at my house said, good job on the interview, mom. I'm like, oh, you guys were <laughs> <Nice>. watching. <laughs> I'm like, that's so sweet. And the librarian oh, is one of their friends that they go to church with. Okay. Um, but it was like, oh, the fact that they like went and watched that interview was like super sweet i'm like they were like well we were watching when we were playing our game so we were kind of watching i'm like yeah that's totally. so cool but it was so you're funny. like i will take it i'll I take whatever take, you totally give me yeah. yeah and then i have the she's 17 now i don't think how old she was when she was little when we first adopted her like everywhere we went my mom writes books like she was super excited about that that she thought it was cool but um yeah so every kid is like completely different but most of mine totally. are like mm, whatever <laughs> whatever that's good for you mom you're like thanks okay unless they get to go to like homeschool conventions where i'm speaking and stuff right then it's exciting because they get to stay in a hotel and and go to the pool on a water slide yeah totally exactly then they're very excited that i write books that's so fun oh i love that oh this has been so fun talking to you i mean we just met i'm like oh we could just talk forever (laughs) that's i know that's the problem that's what i think too but thank you so much for having me i appreciate your just your thoughtful questions and your thoughtfulness for your audience and everything you present in such a godly way. It's just so, thank you so much. Well, I love just getting to know people like you and talking to them and um, just give us information on where people can go to find. I agree with you. And then Mm -hmm. just how they can connect with you online. Yeah. um, So I agree with you is available on Amazon. You can just look it up. You can either look it up by my name, Sarah Molitor, or through the title, I agree with you. Uh, it's also available at my publisher, Good and True Media. And then as far as connecting with us, I mean, Instagram, I am pretty intentional about hopping in my messages and chatting with people. I love doing that. I love praying with people. I get a lot of people saying, I know you pray, so will you pray for this? And that's like a really special thing for me. So um, you can follow us at Modern Farmhouse Family on Instagram. And then we also have a family website, which is the same, modernfarmhousefamily.com. And that's a really um, fun way to connect as well. And we kind of, a lot of things live there. You know how websites are like more permanent things can live there, which I love. And then I'm dabbling here. Here's my first plug. I am dabbling in the world of Pinterest finally. So (laughs) you can find us on Pinterest under the same name, Modern Farmhouse Family. So kind of fun for me, but um, yeah, all those ways. And we truly, truly love forming friendships and connecting with people versus forming followers. So exactly. Oh, I love that so much. Well, you could tell, you could tell from your pages. Thank you. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Trisha. Thank you for tuning in to the Trisha Goyer show. I hope you received help and inspiration. That's what I'm here for. Now, remember, if you would like to submit a question, 
email it to hello at trishagoyer.com and I can't wait until we connect again.